Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 we're back. We're b- 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 black, we're brown, ambition. Hey, Mandra. Hey, <laughs> Tiff. You have a different background. What's going on? Oh, I'm at my mom's house. Aww. How's Mama supposed- Mandra? Oh, Mama's good. Yeah, we came here. We had like a mini little family reunion because I haven't seen my siblings all together since last Aww. year. Um, so it's oh. been nice. It's been nice. A couple, it's just, yeah. Um, you think with all these adults and the toddler, it would be a little less stressful, but I feel like cause we're in a new place. Rio is just like stuck to me like glue. Um, oh. but <laughs> I know he was not happy when a mom was like, mama has to go to work. He's mad. Oh. So and cause you have a new nephew too, screaming. right? Don't you like a new mm-hmm. nephew or niece? No, I I know it came up though. My little brother's like, yeah, I don't know if I want to have kids. My sister's already not. She has three dogs, and you know, her and her <laughs> husband are not having children. They've decided for many years now. I'm just like, am I just going to be trapped here? The only one? Is someone <laughs> yes, tricking into this? All I am I the only one? No, no one else is going to join the misery. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> just like, yeah, make your own choices. That's great. I got no argument for it. <laughs> for it like it's yeah it's crazy expensive and very stressful um but yeah go live your go live your fabulous lives oh i have some rando good news so as you know my book get good with money it's been like a year old it's sold like 165,000 copies which is cray but the other week so i've been averaging about mm, 800 or so sales seven to 800 or so sales a week for the last maybe like two months or so um and then I had this big spike <clears throat> because I'm a psycho and I check my book sales every week. Because like most author, like for example, if you sign with Penguin like I have, you get something called the author portal. But almost every major publisher has some sort of portal where authors can log in and see their numbers. So I checked like every week. And I saw that I had doubled in sales. It was like 1,500 <clears throat> sales. And I was like, why? Poor Kay. And because, you know, that's not, nothing had happened. So I looked on my social to see that, that did Logan, my content manager, post anything that really went crazy. And I said, no, our usual. I would had been on this podcast called Millennial Money with uh, Grant, Grant some saboteur, Sebader. I'm sorry, Grant. I always say your name wrong. <laughs> but, you know, like I was like, okay. but you know, like it's but anyway, keep going. <laughs> right. So I was like, I don't think that's it. Something in my gut said it's social media, but I couldn't figure out because I'm like, if it was social media, wouldn't I be tagged like crazy in this thing? You know, but something said this is social media because no email had gone out, nothing. So I waited and someone tagged me something random on Twitter. 
And it was like, oh, Tiffany, you should watch this. This young woman is really into like self-care. But the girl looked like 22. I'm like, what she know about self-care? So I didn't watch it. <laughs> and then yesterday, um, two people tagged me and said, oh my gosh, Tiffany, she did this woman, this young woman, DeAsia, she did a, um, a, view, a review of your book. And I was like, oh, that's the self-care girl. Oh, that's why she was tagging me on Twitter. Like one person tagged me because I don't go on, in, uh, on TikTok. So she did this review of my book on TikTok. And when I, I'm not going to lie, Mandy, say, if you, we're going we're gonna to give DeAsia a little shout out because <laughs> okay. if you go do a review, this is the way you do a review. It was textbook perfect review. Her name is DeAsia, literally the number D, the letter D, then the word Asia, A-S-I-A, and say so. S-A-Y-S-S-O. So D-A-S-A-I-A-S-A-Y-S-S-O. So Deja Say So. Go to Deja Say So and click on how she did that book review. If you are an influencer, if you are you know, a content creator and you're wanting to work with brands or whatever, that that is the perfect, I had never, like literally, it is so well done. Deja, just for context, has about 20,000 followers on TikTok. Her that review has a hundred and thirty thousand like views. So because that's how well she did it, it's got over two hundred or something so comments, and she's commenting. And then because Deja is a smarty pants, she <clears throat> made sure to put the link in her bio. So if you bought the book, you know it was like a, an, an Amazon affiliate link for her. So people purchase the book and they use her affiliate link, right? Oh, so yeah. But it was so well done. So, I mean, Deja, I didn't even get a chance because I messaged her on Instagram so we could connect because I think originally she's from Jersey. Um, so I don't know her personally. She just bought the book. She says something like, y'all, I have a Roth IRA. Do you understand? She holds the book up. This book right here was so helpful. She explains how. Then she she does a freeze frame of, a ch- of one of the pages in the book and says, read this passage right here. This is an example of how easy it is to read this book. I mean, perfection. That... 60 second video generated about seven or 800 book sales. Do you understand? She sold 800 books with her video. And so I just, so I understand book talk. So I was just talking to my publisher um, um, at um, my pub. Well, yeah, my publisher, like at Penguin, her name is Marnie, the big publisher over there, the big um, editor over there. And then my agent, Heather, because we're talking about like potentially upcoming books and things. And I was telling them that, and she was, um, Marnie was telling me that yes, book talk has been responsible for upwards of a 50% uptick in sales of books overall, especially for the young adult market in girls, that there are books that were not no longer in print because they weren't selling anymore that have sold millions of copies because some young girl thinks the book is amazing, talks about it on, on, on her, uh, Twitter or her t- um, TikTok, and then it, it just blows up with sales. And so I just share all that to say. So they're trying to figure out how do they, how do they capitalize on that? Because, like, like I said, it's not about finding like this creator with hundreds of thousands of followers because that might not be it. They, um, um, DeAsia has twenty thousand followers. It's not that. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily you have to have a ton of followers. It's that the um, Something about the way you describe the book makes people want to get it. And so it clearly was shared over and over. So one, I want to shout out to you, Diaz. I told her, I like it. When are you in Jersey next? I owe you lunch. <laughs> and um, so she actually, because she lives in like Boston. And so she's actually coming to Jersey in a couple of weeks. So hopefully we can meet up. So I just want to thank that young sister because she, that was just like so awesome. And um, yeah, just like some, I probably should have saved that for Brown Boost, but child, 
I just had to give her her shout out because I don't think, you know, it wasn't intentional. She doesn't know me. She's not trying to sell books for me. Well, that's she why just, it worked, you know, like with marketing, yes. there's no way to like, you know, I prefer, it's exciting when these little moments happen because you don't, yes. one, it's like, it, you can't plan it. Nope. Um, obviously your book is great. And I think that's the most important thing. You wrote a good book. Like yeah. that's how you replicate it. Have great books and have a great, you know. Um, content because like the people who get excited about it, that's the power of being an influencer, like a yes. micro influencer. Um, and TikTok's algorithm, baby, when it takes off, girl, <laughs> um, I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't sleep on TikTok. Is that why all of a sudden you were liking my videos? You got excited. You got on TikTok. <laughs> well, I had logged in because I know was because <laughs> someone had like you know someone when they tagged me, so I went to TikTok, and then when I opened yeah. it, you popped up. I was like, oh, this is cute. Oh, this is cute, Mandy. So I was just in there anyway. So I was like, let me give Mandy some love <laughs> while you. I'm in here. This is my once a year TikTok pilgrimage, and then like yeah. um. So yeah, I but if anybody's on TikTok and they want to do a review, child, let me know. I'm taking TikTok reviews. Um, yeah, even although I'm not in TikTok. But um, yeah, I just thought yeah. that that was really awesome. And just like, and, I, and honestly, what I love is that in general, what we're seeing is that the power is really in the hand of the people. So mm-hmm. like the powers that be don't get to decide what's good or bad. We get to decide. Um, and so that's just an example of that, that like if you have a book in you or whatever product or service, that if you can get it in the hands of actual people, and make sure that's helpful and useful, then, you know, you can do well, even if someone says, you know, we don't want you. It's like, yeah, you might not want me gatekeeper, but the people want me. Yeah. And it's, it's completely making the access to these titles so much more easy. Like, you know, Oprah's book club, I feel like almost is it's, I don't know. It's how our moms found out what books to read. And it feels like, you know, hashtag book talk is amazing. And I love following it because it's the sweetest, most, um, like passionate nerds. And I say that with so much love. Yes. And my favorite ones are when they have, they're like at a bookstore and it's all, and it's usually women working at the bookstores mm-hmm. and they're like, and it's just someone who's saying, you know, go grab me the, la- the last book that made you have a good cry. Go grab me the book mm-hmm. that made you want to call a friend immediately. And like the joy that they have and sharing books and considering the fact that isn't the phone supposed to be killing, you know, the yeah, publishing it's industry not. and it's literally, and all that. Know, it's, it's not, it's absolutely. Not. And it's almost it's like at to our own detriment, you know, if you're trying to write a traditionally published book, do you overlook the power of platforms yes. like TikTok yes. to amplify? Um, so that's really exciting. And yeah, shout out to De- De- Deja. Deja. Deja says okay, so. Deja. Deja so. <clears throat> yes. Deja, Thanks, girl. Deja said so and it was so. <laughs> well, speaking of the power of like social media on personal finance, turning it around to... Yeah. Girl, this crypto child. Are you do you invest in crypto? No. Nope. Okay. I have a little not. bit, not much. Like, you know, maybe a few thousand dollars invested in um in crypto, but apparently you are in the minority of minorities. Um, because yeah. uh black folks I'll take my black to- card. It's been threatened many times. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, we over index apparently on in crypto um yeah, investing. To a disturbing level. Yeah. To a disturbing level. Well, the reason I think we're talking about it is there's these headlines about I mean, obviously, the the stock market has been just in the trash can for a long time, quite a quite a minute now. Mm-hmm. But crypto, especially, like there's actually a study by the the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas. They're like a big deal, okay? When they do studies, it matters. Mm-hmm. And one of these stats that they found, one of these pieces of data that they found, really disturbed me. Mm-hmm. And I think, of course, I feel like you had to have been living <laughs> under a rock if you didn't get any kind of crypto content as a black person in America over the past couple of years. And I knew it was increasingly popular and all of that, but 
black investors are more likely to have crypto than stocks or mutual funds. Mm. When did we get to that level of what happened? And I'm like, damn it. We, someone, we missed some steps in between y'all. Yes, We missed some very important building blocks in between. And it sucks because it's almost like, it's not like crypto is meant to be a predatory and, um, you know, financial product, but I feel like it just shows when knowledge, what knowledge, the difference between knowledge and education for in my mind, you know, we learned a thing about a thing, learned Mm -hmm. crypto and how it existed, but like the holistic education wasn't there. And so it just kills me because I mean, how many people thought I'm building wealth and I'm taking some, you know, steps toward breaking generational Mm -hmm. um, poverty and all that only to be like, oh crap, what have I done? And I think that's out. why we over-index because we're so far behind in like the the yeah. wealth, you know, because of that wealth gap. So I think a lot of folks, and I understand why I thought that this would be a way to close that gap more quickly because I never saw people yeah. talk about investing more than the last few years in, in like the black community. It has exploded. The talk about investing has exploded. And I have been trying to caution people that you ought to invest, but it is, you don't neglect the foundational financial steps, you know? It's one of the reasons, honestly, why I wrote Geeker with Money, because I was like, you you know, do you have your budget? I know it's not sexy. Are you savings, saving? You know, are you in control of your debt? How's your credit looking? Do you know how to earn? Because once you have this foundational things, then you can invest in a way that, yes, you could take some risks over here, but you can invest in a way that is more likely to return a solid return. And then with like a percentage, maybe 5% of your of your portfolio, you're a little bit more risky, maybe more if you're a little bit younger. But I think that that's what we saw. Like um, one of my, one of my uh, go-to folks that I listened to, Ian uh, Dunlap of uh, The Master Investor, he's on one of our other podcasts, favorite podcasts that we like to listen to, Earn Your Leisure. Well, they have two. They have Earn Your Leisure and they have Earn Your Leisure Market Mondays. So he does Market Mondays. He's just like super smart and intelligent when it comes to the market. And you would think, you know, he's a young brother and he would always say he was like, you know, light on crypto because he was like, ultimately, he was like, you're seeing all these people talk about it because it's sexy. I'm here to talk about the the investing fundamentals and I'm not convinced that crypto is not it's not still wildly swinging yet. This was this was before when crypto was doing really well. He was like, yeah, but the market has over a hundred years in the game. So, you know, and so, but folks, you know, we're listening to the pop-up new financial educators who, who just came to market, who, you know, just, just learned crypto. <laughs> um, and, just makes me think about how we have food deserts in black communities and all you yeah. can get is like the corner store with the junk food and the processed shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and maybe there's a couple of like healthy items there, but the the quality of the information is so yes. not great by the times it, by the time it gets to our neighborhoods or wherever we live. And that's yes. what I feel like this is indicative of indicative of too. You know, we should be able, we need the whole foods of financial advice. We deserve that, yes. you know? Like there should be the fun sprinkles, but there also should be the substance, you know, like yes. you need the good quality stuff. And for me, that's that basic, um, you know, core investing information so that mm-hmm. you're not over indexing on that junk, you know? Mm-hmm. That's um, why we have Brown and Bishop, baby, in our Q&A. Yes. That's why Brown y'all are Bishop. here listening. You know, you and get like, the whole meal. We not just snacks up in here. We might look like right? a snack, but we serving whole <laughs> meals up in here. <laughs> I don't think we've ever talked about crypto and on this show, because I know there's been like dips in the past too. 
And I think for a hot minute, I did own like a tiny, tiny bit of Bitcoin. Um, but it's just anyway. Um, but and I think we've only ever discussed it in the context that I think it deserves to be discussed in, which is like this is a new territory. It's yeah. you know, it's an untested new um, you know asset. It, it, mm-hmm. What what even is it? And 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 the reasons I think people were drawn to it is like, oh, it's and there's like lack of fundamental trust in the banking sector. I think yeah. they're just black households in general, and mm-hmm. crypto felt like that alternative. It felt like something that could be ours and didn't have like, you know, that, like that, Mm -hmm. that that baggage that came with it. Um, But the fact that some people are treating crypto like an, like a, like a savings account, like it's supposed to be safe from the effects of stock market crashes and a recession, Mm -hmm. like recession proof investment. Like, I don't know where that, do we, can we blame Paris Hilton or Matt Damon? Is it their fault? (laughs) Like, I don't know. I know, you know, cause I (laughs) think that is not the case. I thought that I think at first, well, crypto first first came about. Like the underbelly of crypto was like so people could do illegal activity, they could do bad things with bad people. So you could yeah. sell drugs, you could do things and not get caught, you know. But then, like when traditional kind of investors type started to latch on, the the what I was was hearing from them that crypto is a hedge against re- um, recessions. So as mm-hmm. the the traditional money goes down in value and well, really not over hedge against recession, more sure a hedge against inflation that like as traditional money loses its value crypto, because it's not tied to like a country or a place or government crypto should remain solid. But what we see is that like, you know, like that's not true that mm-hmm. all things are linked. So the dollar bill is, you know, like what is our inflation right now? Like eight point something percent crypto yeah. has lost about 50% of its value, of if not more for some it's for some coins, just coin. as susceptible to the emotions that drive stock market crashes as any mm-hmm. other asset. I don't understand how was it not supposed to be impacted by like market forces? How it doesn't make any sense. Um, well, now we know. We know now. now we know. Like, it's been tested. Like, this is the test that we've been waiting yes. for. You know mm-hmm. what's going to happen with Bitcoin. Again, I think back to my like really annoying econ professor from college and his Hawaiian t-shirts who I'm sure, or his Hawaiian shirts who would love these, like this grand economic experiment that we're in right now. Like what will happen? Mm-hmm. So just more data, but this is going to be a hot, I mean, July, y'all Girl, feel like it's, it's, summer, it's summer vacay time. Girl. Like, everyone's checking no. out. This is not Can the we time to check about- out. Can we talk about what our friend, um, Kevin Matthews, he's building bread on on Instagram. He has this like great post that basically breaks down the four core dates in July. That you need to- Plus a bonus in the caption. Yes. Oh yeah. Mark your calendars. Okay. Yeah. So first July 8th is the unemployment report. We get to see, is it going up? Is it going down? Is it better? Is it worse? That comes out July 8th. Mark your calendars. So what comes next? Me? Sorry. I got to text yeah. my mom. I'm sorry. Hold on. <laughs> She's like, is it okay for me to take Rio to the park? Yes. Take him. <laughs> um, my bad. What'd you ask me? So like I said, so July 8th, the unemployment report comes out. So this is a report that's going to help to dictate um, whether or not, you know, um, unemployment is getting better, it's getting worse. What industries are getting better and worse? So that comes out July yeah. 8th. July 8th. Yeah. I think everyone will have their eyes on it. Unemployment is still really, really low. It's like at 3.6%. Mm-hmm. So if it's starting to go up um, as it has in the past month, then yeah, that will be a huge indicator that things are not looking good for us. After mm-hmm. that, what does Kev have? July 18th, Google, mm-hmm. Google stock split. Another yes. day, another stock split, but this time it's Google. Yep. 20 to one stock before? split. 
Uh, not that I've ever remember. Well, I haven't been investing for like, I mean, probably the last 10 years. Not that I remember, maybe. Um, yeah. I'm sure they've done one before, but not that since I've been an investor. Uh, but it's going to be a 20 to 1 stock split. So that means if you have one share, you now will have 20 shares that add up to the one share that you had before. Um, what I have seen um, with so many stock splits, well, we're going through a crazy time right now anyway, that there's an initial drop even after the stock split. And then like, you know, you hope it starts to climb up. I mean, Google's kind of a Goliath. So, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I still think it's a solid investment. I'm not giving you investment advice, but it's a solid investment. But I don't know I would buy right after the initial stock split just because there's usually a dip. And then, you know, they get to make the stallion needs and come back up eventually. So you might want to start buying on the rise. <laughs> <laughs> That's July 18th. Uh, Mark your calendars. July 25th, earnings season starts. So for those of you who don't know, earnings season is when the like um, folks who, I mean, people who will start to report their earnings. So big companies, like big, you know, companies that are, you know, publicly traded will start to report um, their earnings. And um, especially if you get dividends, uh, meaning like if you are invested in a company that per stock will yield, you know, a dollar per stock, 50 cents or whatever, you'll start to know what that is. So earnings seasons will, that, that will, they'll start to report out. So people either get excited or depressed or buy more or less, but that's, you will get like that will start to be reported out July 25th. So that's huge. So you want to mark your calendars. Yeah. And that sort of ties into the next, you know, big date in July, which is July 28th. I didn't know this was any big deal or any big holiday until mm -hmm. Tiff and Kevin pointed out, pointed this out. But y'all, we've talked about this in past episodes too. Sort of like who decides if we're in a recession or not? And mm -hmm. what does it take to be in a recession? And one of the key, key, if you break it down, that the main definition is a couple of two quarters in a row of a decline in gross domestic product. So mm -hmm. a decline in what the US is producing and how much mm -hmm. money we're making as a country. And July 28th is when the agency, the National mm -hmm. Bureau of Economic, what is it? And NIBR, Economic Research, when they basically come out and they'll say, okay, based on these earnings that we're seeing, the GDP of the country, you know, has it been two quarters of a decline? Okay, ring the alarm, it's recession time, yes. baby. So it's, you know, I, I would argue that whether or not they ring any bell and there's a recession coming, like you should still be taking steps now, Yes. like every day, I think throughout our, you know, just basic fin financial good practices are to, you know, keep your debt low, mm -hmm. keep a plan for paying down your debt, keep a plan for saving and investing, mm -hmm. you know, keep your emergency funds on the side. So you're always ready for a recession, but mm -hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's like winter is coming. I know. So like, yeah, so that 28th, it'll, yeah, it'll be official, official, official. Um, now it's different from last time. Cause remember we entered into a recession during COVID, but it was such a quick turnaround. Yeah. I don't believe if we enter into a recession that that's what's going to happen because the jump mm -hmm. jumped up so much. It was almost an unnatural. So what we're seeing, if, I, if you ask me, is kind of like a course correction from all that growth. Um, and so, yeah, so gird your loins. You know, we might be in for kind of like a bumpy, you know, kind of a bumpy ride. You know, we've lived through it before and that's recessions are quite, are quite cyclical. So, you know, they come and they go. And, and I think it, a depression is, I believe it's, it's, is it six months of, I think that's what a depression is. Like, I think it's like six months of like, of, of, um, GDP, like, you know, um, on the decline. Um, and you know, the last depression was the great depression. Um, something else that, um, Kevin shared that I thought that was like, oh, you're right in the comments, is July 13th. 
we'll get the latest inflation numbers. So before all the shenanigans, I remember inflation for the longest time hovered around 3%. Now we're over 8%. So we'll see where we are now. Now, something actually my mentee, EC, just texted me today that I thought was really interesting. She said that... um, She's like, can you take a look at this? So a financial um, person that she like follows was like, here's the thing that we are, as a country, are we losing our top world world status status? You know, meaning typically after a hundred years, this happens where, you know, at one point it was Germany, then France, you know, Rome. And so like, are we really just seeing like, this is like the beginning of the decline of us being like the number mm. one world power. Maybe, maybe China is up next. Maybe Japan is up next. And maybe so, because, you know, if we look at what history tells us, you know, that we're in the final stages of the, they call it the hundred year empire. So like every hundred years, a new empire becomes, becomes like the number one empire. But like, obviously like, look at Europe, they're still here. You know, look at those countries that I mentioned before, they're still here, but they're not, you know, the United States for a long time has been number one. People, we were the gold standard as far as like um, uh, money and the dollar. And so maybe we're at the, we're slowly but surely at the end of that. And I don't know, but, you know, if that's so, you know, maybe, you know, it might be in another, you know, 20 or 10 years before that actually happens, but no one stays up forever, you know? So, yeah, like, you know, as it doesn't feel says, like the number one place to live. Certainly not. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think like a lot of people, these like listening, I'm here in St. Louis, which is, you know, not the best place to be in general. But yeah, in this neighborhood, just all these fireworks going off and all the excitement. I'm like, but what for? What are we celebrating exactly? I mean, there's still no birthday party. You know, you you act up (laughs) at school and your mom's like, no birthday party. You're like, what? Yeah, Yeah, you've been acting up. USA, no birthday party for you. I mean, yeah. people, you do put the U.S. on a pedestal, but no, I don't think that, I think for a long time we've seen um, how untrue it is that we have everything right. And that's okay. I think, honestly, people are more driven to to fight back and to mm-hmm. want to fix things when we are not all underneath, like we're not operating under this false belief that everything is perfect and things are rosy. Yeah. And why do anything? Things are fine. I think yeah. we're seeing that things are not fine. So hopefully that will um, like drive people to actually do something. But this mm-hmm. month, like if the, let's do worst case scenario, because sometimes it makes me feel better just to look at the scary thing. Worst mm-hmm. case scenario, um, we are going to officially be considered a recession at the end of July. And then what happens? <laughs> Markets will probably go a little Start haywire mm-hmm. as they already have done. Mm-hmm. I think we can absolutely expect more layoffs to come. Um, mm-hmm. We've seen some layoffs here and there. I mean, layoffs are always happening, but of course, during times like this, there's extra scrutiny. But I think we'll definitely see more layoffs. What I think happens too is there's a there's an important psychological impact of being told, okay, it's a recession. Yes, and not just that, but for other for business leaders to see other business leaders choosing to cut costs and reduce, you know, yeah. labor, then then maybe they're more likely to make a similar decision themselves. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, I was at a I was at a wedding this weekend with an old buddy of mine who um, is just a brilliant, um, a, a brilliant sort of investing analyst, and um, he was saying how you know in some of the trends that he's seeing, some companies are choosing 
rather maybe they would cut maybe they would reduce costs obviously they would if they if they cut some jobs now but that mm -hmm. there's still this feeling that when they want to rehire it's going to be so damn hard to find people because mm -hmm. the labor market is still pretty tight that they'd rather just waste not waste but rather lose the money by out. keeping yeah. staff on and ride that. it out than having to put the put the resources into like recruiting down the line um and for I him to say that. that i was just like yes and there's not always black and white and especially yeah. for folks who are you know concerned what does this mean for my career prospects and all of that i still think there will be opportunities for you know that top talent and top talent within companies now but mm -hmm. you know it's not all in our control at the end of the day uh, yes well I know it's a heavy lot that we put on y'all, but maybe it just Deja, gives you- Maybe Deja should post Yay America on TikTok and then people would- <laughs> People will start to like, right? Deja, can, can you, can you, um, you know, do a TikTok so maybe we could turn things around? <laughs> oh, Do a well. TikTok for the uh, S&P 500. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll say this though. If you haven't listened already, well, before we take our break, if you haven't listened already, keep listening here, but go back to our last BAQA because if you're like, how do I even prepare for a recession? We got you. We answered that question super thoroughly. So you can, you know, if you don't know, every Friday we have a BAQA and we answer that question there so you can dive deep and, and start to prepare. So. All right. Well, should we take a quick breaky break and come back for a brown boost brown break? Yes, we should. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know we work hard and we play hard, but when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you-know-what I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Hey, BA fam, our fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, this message is sponsored by Squarespace. It is the ultimate toolkit for crafting your online presence. With Squarespace, it's really about more than just building a website. It's about shaping your online identity and making your mark. So say goodbye to checkout headaches with Squarespace's flexible payment options. From credit cards to Apple Pay, they've got you covered. And if you live in an eligible country, 
They offer buy now, pay later options with Afterpay and Clearpay, which means that your customers have even more ways to purchase your products. So head over to squarespace.com and kickstart your journey with a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, don't forget to use our link squarespace.com slash brown ambition to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Just visit squarespace.com slash brown ambition to get your discount today. Remember, your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. Now it's time for booster break or booster break or break. Are you going to boost? Are you going to break? Yes, yes, yes. Are you going to boost? Are you going to break? Which one you going to do? <laughs> okay, boosty breaky time. So, Mandra, are you gonna boost? Are you gonna break? Permission to break, please. Yes, permission granted. I was gonna say we've been Thank boosting you. alive because it's been dork times out yes. here. But you Let's know, we, we just yes, it's ahead. okay not to be okay, as Demi Lovato yes. said. Okay, oh, I like that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So what I have not been okay with is, and I won't name names because you know I'm I'm out here trying to get these influencer dollars in these streets, but. My business bank account that I chose last summer, I did my research. I wanted to find a bank that had low fees and online only experience was relatively well reviewed. And my top choice at the time was no longer accepting new applications because um, they were kind of startup-y. Anyway, so I went with this one particular bank and it's been a year and it's such a pain in the butt to switch mm. banks, but I had to do it because... Mm. I think it's so important, obviously, to have digital only experiences is wonderful because they tend to give you, as a bank, they'll give you higher returns, like higher rates on your savings and checking, and they don't charge those fees. You know, I was a new business owner. I didn't know how much money I was going to have on my account. So I didn't want to immediately get an account that was like, you know, $25 a month, unless you have this minimum deposit or this many, you know, transactions a month or whatnot. So I chose this bank and the online experience is so shite. So mm. horrible. I was sick of it. Like always having like having to change my password every couple of months. And then not only that, but I was supposed to be given a relationship manager, someone who had a name who I could reach out to. Shout out to Chris, who I don't even know if he exists or not. Never took my phone calls. Like, and I got locked out of my account and I wasn't able to pay a vendor um, or sorry, pay a, um, like, yeah, pay someone that was helping me on a project. And it was just such a hot mess. So I, swallowed my pride because I thought I made the right decision. And I was like, let me go find a better bank account and let me be really specific and actually see if I can get like um, a preview of their system and like see the back end. And I am excited. I found a different bank. I'm only a weekend. So I'm not about to endorse any new bank, Mm -hmm. but the way that I had to, the list of things that I had to update, I went on my Trello. Do you use Trello? I I I I love Trello. Mm -hmm. I just made myself a Trello card. And for anyone who's, who's dealing with a shitty bank and you know, you want to choose, you know, you want to leave and you know that you should leave. Um, just take it from me, just list out all the accounts that you need to update and just, you know, take a couple hours and just get it done. My peace of mind has returned. I'm so happy that I voted with my dollars and like taken money away from a really terrible experience. Um, so yeah, break to bad customer support and a boost to the ones who were doing it right. And shout out to my new bank. I'll let you guys know in another year whether or not I made the right choice. <laughs> um, well, I'm gonna keep the I'm trying to think like I, I had a break, but I was just like, yeah. Um, so 
Instead, I'm going to just keep the Geek of Money train going. I just hit 4,000 4, reviews on Amazon, which is like crazy. I can't even believe. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, yes, it is a lot. And what's so crazy is of the 4,000 reviews, 3,984 are five-star reviews. <laughs> that means only 16 Damn. of the 4,000. <laughs> I know. Only 16. That's like unheard of. <laughs> <laughs> Even I'm like, damn, did I buy these? No, I didn't. Uh, but I'm just like, that's crazy. So only 16 of the 4,000 are not that's five insane. star. Yeah, it really is. And I just have to say, like, I have like a, I don't know if I can say it yet. So, but we have something coming up for Geeker of Money. That's why I was meeting with my publisher and my agent today um, to help extend and, and beyond what I've done already. So I'm excited for what that looks like. But yeah, it just... You know what it does? It makes me feel really good because this is what I intended. So, you know, like, you know, Mandy's writing a book, but this is for anybody doing anything that like, you know, there's like the initial intent and certainly you want to do well, you want to sell, yada, 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 whatever the initial thing you're wanting to do when you're launching something new. But I like to also fast forward two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years. And what I wanted was what like the four hour work week had, I will teach you to be rich, that I wanted it to be a resource that people can lean into years and years and years from now. So I wrote it with the intention of, yes, I want to do well now, but even more importantly, I want to be there for you later. Now that we're entering into this recession, I'm like, this is an awesome tool. I know I wrote something solid and good and useful. And so I'm just really proud that what I intended and what I worked toward you know, besides like, you know, the good sales and all that kind of stuff. It's like happening because this is beyond dream catchers. This is beyond people who know me. Like I have like white dudes coming up to me saying like, oh my God, I love your book. I'm like, what? Because I wrote the book first and foremost, this is like the inner circle was for black women. And then the circle beyond that was for women of color. And then the circle beyond that was for all women and then men of color and then white men. <laughs> right? yeah. Because y'all get everything um, for the one or two that might be listening. <laughs> right. So I was like, you know, that was the intention. And so if you do, if you do, I don't want to say do a good job. If you do the job that you intended, then you do hit your core group, but it does indeed spread outward. And to have people come up to me and or to read reviews from people who are not part of like the, the inner circle, then the circle, then the circle. It's just really like, it just blows my mind. And I'm just really proud of like, just really proud of it. So if you're working on something, you're working on your book, you're considering putting something out there, like just keep in mind, like, what is, what is it that you're wanting? Like, you know, five years, 10 years, 20 years from now, because, you know, I'm just like, like I said, I'm just really proud of it. Like I was like 4,000 reviews. Wow. Cause you know, like I'm not yeah. famous. I mean, I know y'all know me, but you know, in the real life, real streets, don't nobody really know me except for some sisters out there at Whole Foods. Right. But so it's just, it feels really good that that means it's really helping because people are not getting it because they're like, that's that budgetista girl. Like people are just like, I don't even know her, but I've heard good things. That's my boosty, my extra blacky brown boosty. Oh, I mean, always bow down to your book success. And I don't think we really celebrated your book anniversary either. Do we miss it? I don't think you were yeah, back we did. for your book Yeah, it was out. It was, um, I want to say like um, March 31st or March 30th or something like It was the day before April yeah. 1st. Yeah, we totally so it missed like, it. So this feels like hell yeah. Yeah. If you want to get it, go ahead. 165000 about to hit 200000 any day now. So I, well, I'm it. hoping by the end of the year, 100,000 hard copies. So that was like a new, like, wow. you know, that's just, yeah. 
And so, um, but yeah, if y'all are interested, it's get good with money. I mean, they're sold everywhere, but get good with money.com. What I like about get good with money is that we always showcase a black, typically woman owned bookstore that you could purchase the book from. So that's always showcased on top. And then the other places were like, you can get it from Target and Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you want to help a sister out, not me sister, but that sister, then you can get it directly from her as well. So. You have that on getgoodwithmoney.com, right? Yeah, if you go to getgoodwithmoney.com, it's always right at the top. I mean, I don't know who showcased this month. Yes, I, I, you know, I don't know who showcased this week, but we try to, we try to um, switch it out every month. Right now, we have the Black Dot Cultural Center. They are in Georgia, and so yeah, like you can, you know, mm-hmm. buy directly from them. So really try to, you know, round it out. So that way, because these small bookstores, that's how they stay alive. You know, and yeah. so like, you know, if you don't mind spending, because typically I'm not going to lie, if Amazon always has a sale, but if you don't mind spending an extra two or three dollars, whatever, you know, it makes sure that, you know, these bookstores see some sales as well. So we try to make sure that happens. Do you think you're you going to do like book, did you do a lot of books, bookstore appearances? I did. I couldn't. It was literally the middle of COVID. It was COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't do any bookstore. Like, I did tour? one. I don't know. I, I have something that might be coming up. And maybe for okay. that, I'll do a tour. So I'll just give a little, you know, y'all the first to hear first. They're probably going to be like, <laughs> my age is probably like, Tiffany, if you don't shut the hell up, we're not supposed to talk about it. <laughs> so maybe I'll do a tour for that. But I didn't, I literally couldn't. I, although when COVID, it didn't lift, but people were going outside. I did do this amazing black bookstore called Mahogany Books in D.C. I think they have one in Maryland and one in D.C. Ramunda and her husband are amazing I mean, their bookstore is so beautiful. So that was the only in-person one that I did. And every, we were still masked up then. So, you know, I would honestly, I would enjoy that because I like getting out and hugging dream catchers and like, you know, yeah. holding babies and, you know, and all of that. So we'll see. I think that I, I, I'll be first in line. I feel like you could be like the Michelle Obama of, per, of personal finance <laughs> and just sell out stadiums. Can you imagine? <laughs> I don't know about all that. Sell I out libraries. <laughs> Libraries, 10, 10 seater libraries. Like, look, it's full. Like, yeah, I would love to come see y'all. Hey, you, hey, just tell Book Talk, make it happen. I'm saying, <laughs> Deasia, you want it, girl? <laughs> Never say nothing. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Thank you. All right, y'all. Hopefully, we took you on the roller coaster ride of good. Oh no, we're good. Okay, wait. <laughs> As for <Bye>. usual, <laughs> our usual BA roller coaster ride. Uh, but ultimately, we're gonna be, we gonna be I. You We're know, always going to be all right. Keep listening. Yes. Keep doing the fundamentals, focusing on the fundamentals. Um, don't get distracted by sexy sprinkles and we'll all be fine. All right. Yes. <laughs> Stick <laughs> around. This Friday, we'll have another episode of BAQ&A. So definitely yes. check it out. And as ever, send us your questions and all your love. While you're reviewing Tiffany's book, go review our show while you're at it. Those yes. reviews count. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Unambitionpodcast.com. And share this podcast show. with your bestie. Hello. She needs to listen. <laughs> Absolutely. Your bestie and your bestie's bestie. All, All right. right. Until, Until next, next week. week. Bye. Hey, BA fam, we could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru. And I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host. And I will see y'all next week. 
The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.